Hello, hello, hello. Hey, 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 hey. It's Bill. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bad Albert. Yeah. Oh, here we are, folks. It is uh, March, and you have two small town guys from Elizabethtown, Kentucky, who lived on different sides of the track. And today we're going to bring you our insights and our knowledge and experiences of what's going on in our lives in the past week or so. So hopefully we, um, we'll we have a, a decent little show tonight. We have a few things we want to talk about, and then we'll just move forward from there. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, we, we wrapped up Black History Month on, uh, what, Sunday or Saturday? Yep. It was the last day of Black History Month, and uh, I didn't do anything exciting. I mean, I watched a, watched a few movies, and you know, to commemorate the uh, occasion, that type of thing. Start reading a couple of new books. Uh, I'm a big Walter Mosley fan. Are you okay? From, oh yeah, absolutely. Mosley fan, man. Yeah. And uh, I bought his new book. I pre-ordered it, and it came in before I went on this last business trip. And uh, I, I, I go back and forth between Easy Rollins, the Easy Rollins series, and he has another detective called uh, Linoid McGill. So this new book is the one of the Linoid McGill series. He's another type of detective, a little different than Easy Rollins. So mm-hmm. big, big Walter Mosley, man. So I'm into that one right now, reading that. And I've also been reading uh, Just Mercy, uh, the book. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I, I wanted the book. So, Yeah, I'd like to see the movie myself. Yeah, so so that's what I've been up to and spent the week in Phoenix last week on business and enjoyed the warmth. And now I'm back and into snow and cold. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a heat wave here in Indianapolis the last few days. Uh Hell, it got up to uh, 60 degrees yesterday, and it's going to be 50 the next few days. Uh, it's, it's been weird that it's, it's you've had a warm days, and then you have a cool day. Yeah. Then you have a couple cool days, and then you have three warm days. It's been up and down. Yeah. Man, Mother Nature has been fooling the hell out of us all winter. Yeah, but there's no climate change. There's no climate change. <laughs> and we haven't had much snow. Uh, yeah. Haven't had much snow at all. I think it's only snowed maybe three times all winter. Oh, yeah. We, and uh, it's been uh, – it's gloomy, of course. Hell is gloomy as hell. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, other than that, it's okay. These days getting brighter. Um, this weekend, don't forget to set your clocks forward because of daylight savings time. Yeah, that's it. So that takes place, and I'll be happy about that so I can stay outside longer and later so I can – uh, deal with you know messing with the yard and stuff like that. So spring ahead, yep. spring yes, ahead, spring ahead. So what's been going on uh, in the you know in the world that uh, is interesting topic? I know there's a few things going on that we'll probably end up chatting about tonight. I'm sure one of the things that got everybody's attention probably has people a little unnerved is the coronavirus. Oh yeah. And yep. uh, uh, so, I, you know, I'm a little leery, man, been getting on these airplanes. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> Lord. So I got to get on a plane again this weekend to go to Chicago for a few days. So I, I get in my window seat. I hunker down and uh, and that's I, I, that's it. I hunker down in the window in the corner and uh, and just uh, hope nothing happens, you know. But 
it's got the world in a panic a little bit, and uh, I'm not sure where we're headed with it, man. Well, it's if it's anything like the last huge pandemic or that happened back in 1918, a little over 100 years ago, uh, the thing that happened then, seeing you know, I teach some of this in my history classes. You know, a lot of the deaths that took place with the uh, the flu back in uh, 1918, you know, it, it showed up in 1918, but most of the deaths was in the following year. I think maybe this corona thing is going to be the same because we don't know exactly how and why uh, this thing is popping up all over the world. Right, right. And there's people in the United States that they haven't been in contact with anybody from China because that's where it started. And somehow they they come across it. And so and you don't know how many people that they've been affected by or affected them. I think statistics says that for every person that's been affected by the coronavirus, they've been in contact with two or three or four people. Uh-huh. And so those two or three or four people has been in contact with other people. So therefore, this thing could kind of get out of hand. Um, there's there's no cure for it. They're, I know they're working on a vaccine. But uh, as of right now, they haven't really uh, put a lot of our focus on that simply because uh, – you know, the, the occupant at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, you know, he came out last week and says, oh, it's, it's, it's no big deal. You know, we got 15 people that has come down with it. And within a short period of time, we'll have no viruses, period. You know, it's all going to be gone. And then, hell, now every, these things are popping up all over the place. Yep, yep. Yeah, and he, he called it a hoax here a couple of days ago. So yeah. if it's hoax, a, ho- a hoax by the Democrats. <laughs> right, yes, yeah, yeah. If it's a hoax, I mean, this it's a good hoax because they've got things, you know, Italy, Iran now. And and that's what you sort of worry about, man, because the Iranian government, you know, they, they don't necessarily tell people within that country all that's going on. I mean, sure. They hid the fact that they were involved in shooting down of that uh, that that uh, jetliner that got shot down here a couple of right. months ago. So they didn't, you know, the country didn't tell them that. So what do you think they're going to tell them that there's, hey, there's a uh, epidemic of this virus going around? Nah, they're they're not going to, you know, tell that to to people. So this is this is this is bad, man, and it's it it tends it's going to probably get worse before it gets better. So. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, the world, maybe this would be something that would bring the world together. Uh, because right now everybody's in their little factions doing their own thing and looking out for their own interests. But, you know, throughout history, there has been things that have united the world against a common cause. And maybe this is one of those things that will bring the world together. Not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was something similar when the Ebola thing happened a few right, years ago. Right, right. Everybody, you know, worked towards a common uh, goal, and that is to uh, come up with a, uh, a a cure or a way of handling it. Right, and right. the CDC and the World Health Organization, they did that, and they came right. up with ways of dealing with it. And right. so we were all on the same on the same page. 
when it came with Ebola. And once Ebola was kind of controlled and they eliminated some of the things, we went back to doing the same old crap that we did before. Right, right. This country against that country, this individual against that individual. So, you know, we were united for a second, but then, of course, all that started to fall apart. But as you mentioned, this is something that could uh, also help to unite unite the countries of the world. Um, I don't think that it's one of those things where we are really that concerned about, but it makes us really nervous, you know, because you don't. You don't know exactly who and how and where the next infection is going to be. I know as of right now, there's some cases up in Chicago, seeing that you're going up there next week. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) So uh, I'm almost positive there's going to be a case or two in Indianapolis or in in Indiana uh, because you just don't know how and who's been affected by it. Right. But uh, as soon as the uh, CDC comes up with ways of dealing with this, uh, I'm sure they'll get the uh, get vaccines out as quick as they possibly can in order to uh, help prevent it from spreading any further. Right, right. Let's hope so. Let's, uh, as they say, let's keep hope alive. And... Uh, Again, this is this is this could get out of hand real quick, and uh, you know, the, hopefully, the world will uh, will do what it's got to do to you know shut this thing down. Like you say, the Ebola, uh, SARS, a few years back, right? We had SARS, uh, you know, the, the world united for that, so and got got that taken care of, eradicated that. So we'll see. Well, I, ho- I hope at least by June the 7th, this stuff is uh, well under uh, taken care of because I'm supposed to be going on a cruise on the 7th. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, that's, ooh, man. That was being on that ship. Ooh, yeah, that doesn't afraid. I'm, I'm not scared of it. You know, uh, I, I'm sure that uh, RCI will do the best they can to control it. And um, we'll see. You know, if we have to spend a few extra days out at sea, I guess uh, we'll spend a few extra days out at sea. I, I don't I don't think it will. But, you know, we may just have to change our right. our habits a little bit, maybe instead of going up to the uh, wind jammer yeah. uh, to go to the dining room and uh, have something to eat there where right. people bring it. People bring out the food as opposed right. to. Everybody right. handling the utensils and so on. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, I'm sure they'll probably have some precautions in place. Uh, yeah. To to ward off uh, any potential outbreak. So, so yeah, that's right. You guys are going to cruise, so let's hope that yeah. goes well. And by summertime, maybe there is a lid on it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going on the damn cruise anyway. So. Regardless, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> if I'm gonna get sick, I'm gonna get sick out sick out there sunning on the deck. Well, not sunning on the deck, sitting on the deck underneath the shade. I'm going. I'm going. We we's don't sun too much. <laughs> no, no, no. We ain't got, we don't see us out there. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, not not our thing. So. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. So, um, segueing, you know, from the coronavirus, um, there's another story I heard of here a couple of weeks ago, and it has to do with the the Baseball Hall of Fame. And every few few years, 
this individual's name surfaces about whether or not they should be in the Hall of Fame, and that's Pete Rose. Yep. Now, I, I don't know your feeling, but my feeling is, why are they keeping this guy out of the hall? <laughs> you know, what, what, why are you keeping this guy out of the hall? If the Hall of Fame is truly about what's done between the lines on that diamond or on the court or on the gridiron or whatever, if that's your standard provided, you know, there's, there, there's probably a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that did a lot of crooked crap that nobody knows about. They're in there. So my thing is, what, what are you keeping this guy out of the hall for? He belongs in the Hall of Fame. Put the guy in. So he's he's petitioning baseball again uh, for the opportunity to get inducted in this class that's coming up. So I'm hoping that uh, I forgot the new the current commissioner of MLB, uh, but I'm hoping that um, at some point they they relinquish and let this guy in the hall because I think he belongs there. So. I do. I agree. <laughs> I agree 100 percent. You know, how 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 long do you punish this guy? Yes, he betted when he was a manager or whatnot. There are plenty. There are many people in the Hall of Fame that that betted on baseball. Absolutely. You know, uh, were the, and, and there are probably some that bet on baseball while they were managers. Sure. You know, he just happened to, you know, kind of get caught. But right. as you mentioned, you know, you, you put his statistics up against anybody and he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. You know, let, let's just <laughs> use his statistics to get him in there right. as opposed to, yeah, he did this and he did that. Well, right. the same thing's going to happen. Just just think about during the steroid age when you had Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds and so on. And, you know, they were, you know, lambasted because, you know, they took steroids and they were hitting home runs and the balls were juiced up. All those things were involved. Right. Well, I, I've always said this is that, you know, you can be stronger. You can use steroids to get stronger, but the steroids are still not going to have anything to do with your hand eye coordination. You still have to hit that 95-mile-per-hour fastball or that 102-mile-per-hour fastball. Steroids has nothing to do with that. That's hand-eye coordination. And so you, that, that doesn't get any better. The strength, right. the strength does. So you have that that goes on. Should Barry Bonds be in there? I think he should. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Same way as, as, as Pete Rose. He yeah. should be in there. Well, hell, they let uh, – uh, what's his name from Oakland? Jose Canseco. Oh yeah, is, is Jose? I didn't think he got elected to the hall. I didn't. I don't think Jose. Who, who was who was their manager? Who was their uh, manager? B Billy Williams. Oh, what was it? We have Billy Williams, right? No, no, there was another one. His, his, that Hispanic name. I can't think of his name now. Oakland A's. The Oakland A's. I think he. Uh, Tommy, not Tommy Lasorda. Nope, not yeah. Tommy Lasorda. He also was the. Let's talk our way through this. He also was a manager, I think, of the St. Louis Cardinals. Um. um oh yeah. What's uh, it? Uh, yeah, won, won the World Series with. Won him. the World Series. What was his name? I can see his face. Um. um well, name. he he's in there. Yeah, he's and in. He, there. And he and and uh, was it? Not cons. Uh, anyway, I can't think of I his know name. Who you, I know who you're talking about. 
but uh, La Tony Larusa, Tony Larusa, yeah, Tony Larusa, <laughs> he's he's in there, and hell, he was responsible for these guys doing the same, doing the steroids and stuff. So it's it's counteractive or counterproductive to say that Pete Rose can't get in there, but yet Tony Larusa is in there for you know uh, being a Hall of Fame manager, and he was managing some of these guys that were, were yep. involved with the steroid thing. Yeah, I've 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 felt bad for Pete Rose for years because I mean you know we living in Kentucky man we used to drive up to Cincinnati all the time and watch Reds game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we went up there plenty of times. <laughs> but uh, uh, First Baptist took us up yeah, there a few times. Yeah, go <laughs> watch the Big Red Machine, man. <laughs> yeah, with him and Joe Morgan and yep. Tony Concepcion and Johnny Bench and all them guys. Yeah. Yep, yep. And, you know, Pete Rose was the epitome of this is how you play the game. Right. And I right. hustled all the time. He gave it. He didn't leave nothing. He left it all on the field, man. So I, I've been like, look, let the guy in, man. You know, let him in the Hall of Fame because there's probably a bunch of other guys in there that are no worse or better than he is. And like you say, if you're looking at his stats alone, he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Just his stats alone. You know, so I thought that was interesting. Every every couple of years, he makes a petition to have his uh, a lifetime ban withdrawn, and uh, and now it, it came up again a few weeks ago. So, not sure what's going to happen, but uh, it, it's it's in the uh, I guess it's it's on the commissioner. It's in the hands of the commissioner. It's in the hands of the commissioner again, and they're probably just going to keep punishing this guy. And something tells me once he passes. Then they're like, oh, let's possibly give Pete the Hall of Fame. And I'll be like, if I was Pete Rose or wherever, you know, heaven or wherever he is, like, screw you, man. <laughs> I would haunt their ass. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd come back and haunt your ass. I'd haunt every ballpark in Major League Baseball, man. It's like, come on, man. This dude belongs in the Hall. So <laughs> it's like the it's like the goat uh, jinx that they had up in uh, Boston. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> absolutely. It's like, so baseball needs to get real, man, you know, and they, they got this cheating scandal to deal with, you know, stealing signs. And, and it's like, come on, you didn't win fair and square. If if I'm a hitter and I know the pitch is coming, of course, I got an advantage. It affects the game. Absolutely. It affects the game. I mean, there's I mean, some of it with the with the stealing of signs and stuff like that, some of that. It goes on in baseball. It does. I remember when we played baseball, if I was on second base, I'm looking to see what the sign is. Right. I couldn't signal it to them, but I always look. Right, right. It's just that they were, uh, the Houston Astros were just sophisticated with it. And then instead of, they were banging on trash cans, (laughs) you know, and then the guy started wearing a wire. Right, right. So come on, to, to for the owner to come out and say it didn't affect the game, man. What what crack are you on? What crack? <laughs> it affected the game. You won because your hitters know what pitches coming. What pitches were coming? <laughs> so exactly. please, it affected the game. So yeah, baseball's got got a few deals, things they got to deal with. So anyway, I thought that story was was interesting because Pete's Pete is always, you know, trying to get his uh, reputation restored, and and I think, you know, you've punished the guy long enough, man. Let 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 him in the door. Gosh, it's been at least thirty some years. Yes, 
I mean, and, and now, you know, he can and the, and the hypocritical thing about it is right when, when they do have the Hall of Fame ceremony, he can go to Cooperstown. He can sit outside and, you know, sell his memorabilia, that type of stuff, sign stuff. But you won't let the guy in. So <laughs> I mean, if you don't want him around baseball, don't allow him to come to Cooperstown. It's hypocritical. It's yeah. Hypocritical. so what else you got my friend oh wow well let's see i think there's some election that's taking place this fall and uh this will be the this election probably is the most important election in a decade simply because we have the current occupant at 1600 pennsylvania avenue who has just been acting like a damn fool (laughs) And then we have a uh, Democratic Party that has been up and down and have all these candidates and there's no one that's kind of standing out. And there are people that are confused. You know, I get I get something from. I get I get something from the Republican Party. I get something from the Democratic Party. Always saying that give me money, give me money, give me money. And for the Republicans, I'm, I'm not giving you money to give to that idiot. For the Democratic Party, it's like who am I going to give money to? Right. Which one? You know, let's narrow it down to to one of them. And then once that one gets gets the nomination or whatnot, then maybe I'll contribute. Until then, right. I ain't contributing anything. And I think. Most of America that is going to support the Democratic candidate is in the same boat. Right, right. And, I mean, as of right now, I think this is Monday, and then this past Saturday they had the the primary in South Carolina in which uh, Joe Biden was the winner. And he had lost the the previous two or three caucuses, but, you know— this idea of caucus versus primary, they should eliminate that caucus crap. This is just me personally. Yeah, I agree. You know, you have to go and bend somebody's ear and, you know, move to my side and you got to convince yep. them. You just got to go, you go, go pandering to them Absolutely. to get the votes. And so yep. that was a process. So now we've got, uh, Super Tuesday coming up, and then a lot of the uh, a lot of the major states are are um, having their primary elections coming up, and that will make a big difference on uh, who's who's going to uh, move forward. Right, right. Uh, yesterday, uh, Pete Buttigieg from uh, South Bend he uh, withdrew, and. Uh, he said, you know, there's he knew that there is no way forward. So I think it's a good idea that he withdrew when he did so that people can start concentrating and wh- narrowing or whittling down right. that n- the number of candidates out there. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I like I liked him all along, man. I think I think he's a sharp, sharp guy. And uh, it, it may not be his time right now. A lot of people say, oh, this guy's a mayor of a little town in Indiana. I mean, what makes him think he can run for the president or presidency? But he had a lot of good ideas, man. Um, the thing, and we've talked about this on the broadcast before, I think the thing that worked against him uh, that a lot of, especially in the South, 
A lot of those older black women in the South, they were not going to vote for a gay candidate. I'm sorry. That's that's the short and long of it. They were not going to vote for a gay man running for president. They were they weren't going to do it. Um, but his ideas were sharp. He's a he's a, a, a rational thinker. Um, it's just not his time. And I'm right. not sure if America I'm not sure if America is ever going to be ready for that. I don't know. Maybe maybe not in our lifetime. I don't know. But uh, is America ready for a gay president? I don't know. Well, we've had a couple of bachelor presidents before, so. Bachelor president. Well, maybe they were. Maybe there's a reason that they were bachelors. Yeah. They couldn't. They couldn't find any honeys. Yeah, I don't know. We, I mean, you're the president of the United States. You can find you a sugar mama somewhere. Right. right. You know, we even if you did have to get get around on horse and buggy, I'm I'm <laughs> sure that somebody could have brought some few ladies up to the president's mansion and had a good time. Right. right, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's that's America will have to deal with that if, if they're ready to accept that. Um, but like I said, it may not be in our lifetime, but I, you know, like he said, he saw, man, there's no way I, there's, there's no way forward for me to do this. And then today, Amy Klobuchar dropped out because she said, there's no way for me to the nomination either. I think she should have dropped out a long time ago, honestly. Uh, but she dropped out today. And so both of those folks are going to throw their support behind Joe Biden. Oh, really? Yep, they're going to. Go. I, I, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, they're both making announcements tonight at events they're having uh, that they're going to throw their support behind Joe Biden, and I'm um, like, okay, cool. And so the rumor floating around is like, okay, people now are, um, you know, tag teaming and joining forces because they don't want Bernie Sanders to be the nominee. Yeah. And and I, you know, be it right, wrong or indifferent, I, I can't see that either, man. I, I just cannot roll with Bernie. It's I'm, the politics I'm, of it. And, you know, <laughs> Bernie, enthousi- enthusiasm with Bernie is off the chain. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, he does a great job of, you know, getting people fired up and so on. And I'm kind of like you. Is that if he's the nomination, he's the nomination for the Democratic Party. I'm I'm afraid that the occupant is going to be reelected. Yeah. Because yep. simply because they say that you know he's a socialist and we're not going to have any damn socialists, you know, part of our country. And you know how the boo the boohooers are. Yep. You know, yep. They're always they're always running to the next conflict. And so they're going to say, oh, the socialism is this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was talking to someone just the other day, and I said, what is the deal about socialism? I said, you pay taxes, right? Yeah, we pay taxes. Too many damn taxes. I go, okay. If your house burns down, you expect a fire department to come and put the <laughs> fire out? Well, yeah, hell yeah, the fire department's supposed to. I'm paying my taxes. I says, well, I didn't ask for them to come to save your damn house. Right. <laughs> So my taxes are going to save your damn house. Right. Well, guess what that is? What do you mean? I said that's socialism, that's dumbass. Right. <laughs> when the fire department when the fire department shows up to save your house, everybody's 
paying in right. to that. That's socialism. That's right. When the when the cops come and and, and protect you, that's socialism. Right. When you go to the hospital and you, you, you have something that's taken care of, that's socialism. So don't act like this idea of socialism is so so radical. Hell, it's been in our country forever. Right. It may not be the form that you think of as being as negative, right. but it's still the same thing. It's still socialism. Because I think a lot of people equate socialism with, they don't may understand, but they equate socialism with communism. Right. Oh, they equate the two, and that they're totally different concepts. But as you say, we're all paying into the greater, the you know, we're all paying into the big picture, so everybody can benefit from it. And it right. is brass tax that is socialism. Yeah. <laughs> well, help. Just just think about what happens when you turn sixty two, sixty five. What do they call that? That's right. <laughs> Social. That's right. Security. Right. Right. <laughs> Everybody pays. You you get a job, you pay into it. Whether you like it or not, you pay into it. And then they say, call it social security. So when you turn 62 or or close to it or whatever, you can get your money back. And by then, I'm getting my money back as of right now. I'm drawing my social security. Right. The society is helping to secure your lifestyle. <laughs> Absolutely. And I appreciate all those young people that are working their ass off right now that's paying for my Social Security. I really do. You, you know, are right. You are since absolutely 19, right. Since 1935, we've all been paying into Social Security. So all those people that's gone on to the big, great divide, hell, I help pay for theirs. That's right. That's right. We, we, that, we paid for our parents to get their Social Security and their friends and everything. And so now it's our turn. And uh, so, yeah, society is helping secure your future. And that is that's a form of socialism. But, uh, you know, yes, it, it is socialism. We've talked about various aspects. But the thing that that gets me with Bernie is it's it's all the free stuff he's talking about. I'm yeah. sorry, you can't give everybody free everything. It's not going to work. <laughs> no, nope. not going to work. No. Nope. And and I, a lot of the people that have been interviewed, you know, you know, why do you like Bernie? Well, he's he's going to wipe out my student loans. He's going to give me free medical care. He's going to give me this. this. And it's like, are you serious? I mean, this, people great. believe that, man. Yeah. And then I think that's a, another reason why there's so many young people that are falling on his bandwagon. He's Absolutely. going, "Hey, we're going to pay for your college tuition. We're going to, right. we're going to, we're going to uh, uh, um, say that your student loans are are dissolved." Right. You know, yeah. that's not ever going to happen. No, the banks are not going to allow that to happen, man. The banks They're not going to give that up. Hell, Congress isn't going to let it happen. Oh, and and what people don't understand is right. Okay, so Bernie becomes a he becomes the nominee in this hypothetical world. Bernie becomes the nominee of the Democratic Party. He kicks the current occupant of sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue in the ass. He's out. Bernie's now the president. But Bernie lost the Senate. They lost the Senate. The Senate. Well, I take that back. They lost the House. The Senate is still under the control of the Republicans. Guess what? You're not getting anything passed. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting anything passed. You're not going to get free nothing, you know? So that's what that's what irritates me about about the, about Bernie, man. It's like, dude, you can't give everybody free stuff. 
Right. You know? And then Medicare for all, I mean, it sounds good, but somebody's got to pay for it. Somebody's got to pay for it. You know, and, and somebody, I don't particularly want to be thrown into there right now. Now, I'm a year and a half away from Medicare and see how that works. But, you know, you start taking the 20-year-old uh, kid or 27-year-old kid, say that they still have the Affordable Care Act. Right. And then you're just saying that, okay, you just go into this big pool. It's it's questionable. It's going to cost a lot of money. It's, right. it's, it's bad enough that the current occupant at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue gave tax breaks to the rich and drove our debt yep. way up. Our yep. debt is uh, $2, 3000000000000 trillion. $2 trillion. Because he's decided that, well, let's put money in at the top, you know, the old trickle-down economics, right. which has yeah. never worked. Nope. And uh, you put money at the top and it works that way down to the poorest people. Well, you put money at the top and what the people do at the top, they keep that damn money. That's right. They're not creating anything anything else to to help people out. Yeah. If the the Democrats are not careful, they are going to pretty much open the door (laughs) for uh, our current occupant to get reelected. And then we got to deal with four more years of foolishness. And, and corruption and all kind of other crap that's you know going on now that everyone seems to turn a deaf ear and an eye to. Um, we can't we can't afford that, man. The country cannot afford four more years of this mess. So the Democrats need to figure it out. It's a good thing some of these folks are figuring out. You know what? I need to I need to drop on out and throw my support behind someone who truly has a chance. I I think. Um, I think Biden can go toe to toe with the current occupant. I think he can get down in the dirt and fight dirty, um, like this is going to be. Whoever, whoever the nominee is, going to be dirty, going to be ugly. I would, I would say this: that if it came down to mano y mano, yeah. I would say that Bernie can go toe to toe with the current occupant. You think so? I really do think so. I think he can go toe to toe, but his policies suck. Right? Yeah, his policies are terrible. If it came, you know, one one to one, I mean, he could he could outthink. Yeah. Agent Orange. Yeah, a fifth grader could outthink him, man. <laughs> so that would that could work. Now Joe's a little slow sometimes. And he may not be as because because, you know, Agent Orange, he's just going to throw shit out there. Right. Right. He's just going to throw something out there. And if it was me out there, I would I would stick it to him. Every time he would try to say something smart, I'd say, now, let me see here. Is it me or was it you who is responsible for screwing a couple porn stars while my wife was pregnant with my youngest son? Right, right. I put it all in his face, but Absolutely. when it gets when it gets to the debates and so on, they have to be all proper and shit. Uh, piss, I, yeah. piss on proper. If I'm going, if I'm going to win, I'm going to win. Right. I think you the blows will come off. Yeah, I, I, I had a, there's a guy that I coached with who taught with me one time. His name was Kelly Clore. He's he's passed on a few years ago, but he kind of became a mentor. I was coaching track and so on. And he was uh, the defensive coordinator uh, at the high school that I uh, coached at. 
And we were someplace, I think we were like Terre Haute North or someplace and having the game. And one of our players got a 15-yard personal foul, uh, a penalty on him. And I look over and Coach Clore is on the ground with his legs up, kicking and frailing. And he's screaming, Pachoni, Pachoni just got us 15-yard penalty, 15-yard penalty. I can't believe it. And I'm like, Clore. Calm down, man. Calm down. He goes, let me tell you, Johnson, if they're going to take me out of here, they're going to think I'm a fucking lunatic because I'm going to go crazy. If I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to lose my job being a damn fool. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of what you have to do against the occupant at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. You either go all out and people are going to love you or hate you for it, but you don't give him a chance. You don't give him a chance to breathe. I would bring up every damn thing that I could imagine. Because it's all out there. It's on tape. It's in the papers. It's fact. And, and yeah, I would throw everything in (laughs) his face, man. Show the American people what uh, 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 a worthless whatever this guy is man because he truly is i uh, yeah that that it's got to be it man because you know this time it is do or die it is do or die yeah and and the other thing is that 20, 2020 is a census year that's right so when you start thinking about you know drawing up lines of uh gerrymandering they're gonna they're gonna do that oh yeah they've, they've already trying to keep uh people from voting Yep, they've purging roles and so on, and they're trying to do everything they can to keep uh, people from from voting against them. I mean, I will say this about the 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 party over there. They are ruthless and all they want to do is win. They don't care how they win. All they want to do is win and they will uh, still beg, borrow. It doesn't matter. And they're gonna they're gonna do what they can to win. They've got that down. And I think the Democratic Party, we've always we've they've always been too damn nice. Yep. Yep. You know, and, and sometimes in order to uh get in the weeds, you gotta get in the weeds. That's right. And sometimes in order to be nasty, you gotta be nasty. That's you it. know, piss piss on being nice. Sometimes you just gotta stick your face in there and get bloody. That's it, man. And, uh, see, and, 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 and the occupant at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and I've said this before, he's probably never been in a fist fight. Oh, no, no. He ain't never. No. No, he's, he's a chump. He's a chump. He always probably like, you know, my daddy's going to get you. My daddy will take, you know, somebody over here, he, he, he paid off somebody in the neighborhood to fight for him or whatever. That that's that's how he comes across, man. You know, talking a big game or not, but probably ain't never had a fight in his life. <laughs> yeah. uh, a guy who never got picked for nothing on the playground, you know. So now, you know, you think you can push people around and demean people. That that really gives you a sense of power. But whomever, whomever it is, Bernie, Biden, I don't think it, it's going to be Bernie or Biden. Elizabeth Warren needs to drop out at some point. Uh, Steyer's out. He he dropped out. He spent twenty four million dollars just in loan in South Carolina, man. Yeah, well, hey, man, dollars. They've got to unite. I know Bloomberg's thinking that he's gonna do. He's gonna oh. get his opportunity, and he's gonna stay in. And I hope he. I hope he does not. 
I hope he he, he says he's going to use his finances to uh, go against the the current occupant, yeah. and maybe that that will help. But he can't draw votes away from from Biden. No, no. That's, you know, that's if exactly he draws votes right. away from Biden, especially when you go to, you know, some of these states have already been voting. And they're thinking that, you know, Biden doesn't have a chance because these caucus states and people have already voted, you know, pre-voted. And so hopefully I think maybe the majority of the people that have uh, that's going to vote are um, haven't already made their mind up. They're making it up as we go forward. Well, there's a lot of delegates up for grabs tomorrow. California, 450-something delegates. Yeah, man. So And, and Bernie's ahead out there, yeah, too. Yeah, he's that's, ahead that's, out that's, there. That's, so I just, oh, please. I'm just like, I have nice. It's like, he reminds me of a mad scientist, man. Just He's just all over the place, man. And like you say, he, he, he gets the crowds behind him, and he's got a— He's got a, a a group of folks that are out there. AOC is 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 on his side, and but he his policies, like you say, his policies are terrible. So we got to hope that uh, the forces that align with Biden can push him forward. I, I don't think Bloomberg has a chance. I I, I don't think he has a chance. But the if, other thing, if 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 it comes down to it, it is uh, whoever. Their running mates going to be. I think that's going to be yes, pretty pretty important, you know, I, because I, yes, Chump. And I'm not saying Tr. I'm saying Chump chose Pence because Pence is terrible. Yeah, you know he but, he's he's your typical uh, yes sir. I'll do what you say, yeah, sir. Yeah, you know, and yeah. he hasn't had a, a a thought of his own that he'll bring out because he's such a he's such a wussy. Yeah, you know, and people in the people in the state of Indiana don't like him. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. He, he's always he he has sanctioned everything this knucklehead has done, man. Yeah, and, uh, he's he's been his his rubber stamp. But I, part of me says it wouldn't surprise me, depending on who the nominee is for the Democratic Party, if one of them pick, for example, say if Biden becomes the nominee, he picks Stacey Abrams as his running mate. Which to me would be a formidable ticket. It wouldn't surprise me, as you call him Agent Orange. It wouldn't surprise me if Agent Orange dumped Pence, <laughs> yeah. and Nikki Haley. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. would not surprise me at all. And a lot of people think that's what's going to happen anyway. That he's going to dump uh, Mister High and Mighty Righteous Man. And he's going to pick Nikki Haley. A lot of people are thinking that. They're whispering that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think if, 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 if Biden is fortunate enough to become the nominee, I don't think Bernie's going to pick uh, – Bernie's not going to pick a black woman. Uh, he's going to pick some somebody off the wall that, like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know? He, he, he won't even entertain picking Stacey Abrams or Andrew Gillum. I think whoever, whoever becomes the nominee, they got to pick a minority running mate. That I think that will seal the deal for them, but Bernie's not going to do that. Bernie's not going to do that. Yeah, he, he'll pick somebody. We're like, who is this person? That he yeah, it'll it'll be somebody that is going to be from one of the um, one of the uh, 
not progressive states, but one of the states that's uh, can go either way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it'd be somebody that would be in one of those states, or it'd be somebody from the South and possibly a minority candidate, uh, running mate, or so on. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's going to be some interesting times here from now until November. (laughs) I know. I know. November. Yeah. And we are we're at the top of the hour, but we'll be right here. You know, bringing our views on it um, because these are serious times and uh, serious times calls for serious discussion. And so we'll we'll be doing that. Keep bringing it. Keep serious, serious measures as well. Yeah, we we we're hoping that uh, Moscow Mitch is gone this year. too. (laughs) Oh, Kentucky, (laughs) Kentucky. We, please, um, yeah. please, please, please get that guy out of there. He needs to go. What's uh, what's her name? Amy um, McGrath. Amy McGrath. That's who we're rooting for. Amy McGrath. That she's gonna pull off the huge upset and, and get rid of Yertle the Turtle, as you call him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's got a long. She's got a long road to go, it brother. Is, it's, uh, it's all uphill. It is in the snow, picking tobacco. And yeah. all all that, man. She's oh, yeah. got a long road to go because yeah. Bosco Mitch has got, you yeah. know, those cronies is ready to That's right. you know, put money in his in his backpack. That's right. He so. he set it all up. You know, he's he's such a shrewd scoundrel yep. that yeah. uh yeah. you know, he's been around long enough to know how to play folks and uh get what he wants out of them. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's got to go, and hopefully, we have a uh, they have a big enough uh, electorate that he's out, and they keep the, they flip the Senate, and uh-huh. they hold the House, and all of that, you know. But we'll yep. see what happens. That's right. It's gonna be interesting. Oh my goodness! It is going to be interesting. Absolutely. So, all right. All right. All right. All right. Well, that was we have a few interesting topics tonight. Absolutely, uh, we just kind of uh, open up the salad bowl and picked out a few croutons, you know, threw a few raisins in there, <laughs> mixed it up, and had ourselves a across the track salad. That's right. That's right. Sometimes you gotta eat salad, you know. You, you need to get your greens in. <laughs> yeah. I think we we ate our greens tonight, so it was yes, all sir. good. It was all good. Literally, I did eat some greens tonight. <laughs> oh, see, I haven't eaten anything, so I got to figure out what I'm gonna going to eat here once we're off the air. So, so yeah, I haven't eaten anything since about since gosh, it's probably about eleven o'clock this morning. So, <laughs> all right, man, you gonna you gonna eat, you gonna eat the whole damn house down, man? Yeah, that's it, man. I gotta see what's 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 cooking around here. So. <laughs> Well, all right, brother. This well, is an interesting man. topic for all yeah. those people that listen to us out there in uh, podcast land. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll come back in the future with some other topics, and we'll move forward and uh, give you the thoughts of a couple of good old boys, good old hometown friends from Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Absolutely. <laughs> and with that being said, you have had the – First edition of the March 2020 podcast from across the tracks. And my final words will be adios. Adios, Avita Zane. Until (laughs) next time.
Until we meet again, my friend. All right. Next time. Peace out. Peace out.